This week, I get to sit down with friend and accountability partner, Jim Carter III, to talk all things abundance and why living an abundant life starts with giving. You are absolutely going to love this man. Jim, in his career, has used technology to raise more than $15 million for various causes. He and his wife, Val, are dedicating a lot of time and effort to Pencils of Promise, which is an unbelievable organization which is building schools in Guatemala, Laos, and Ghana, in fact. Just recently, he and Val were awarded their efforts by having a school in Ghana dedicated to their name. That's absolutely amazing. You can find Jim on Instagram at CauseHacker, and you can also find him at JimCarter.me. All right, here we go. You're going to absolutely love this episode. Grab your seatbelt, grab your pen, grab your paper. This is going to be a good one. Here we go. All right. Welcome back, Bullpen Session. My name is Andy Neary, and this is episode 23. This one's a special one for me because this gentleman I'm about to interview um, is a friend, confidant, and probably one of the kindest human beings you're ever going to meet. And if you don't know him now, uh, trust me, by the time this interview is over, you're going to fall in love with him. So with that being said, Jim Carter, welcome aboard. It's quite the intro, my man. Thank you. Appreciate you. <laughs> I'm honored. I'm honored. So, Jim, um, for those listening in, uh, first of all, if you're listening in, you're going to be blown away by this conversation. Uh, today's topic is really around abundance and <clears throat> how abundance starts with giving. And, Jim, you're one of the greatest examples of giving I've ever seen. So, before we dive into that, for those who don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, what drives you. Absolutely, man. Thanks. Um, well, like I said, my, my name is Jim. I am actually Jim Carter III, named after my grandfather. And um, I uh, was born in West Covina, California, so Southern California, um, kind of outside of Los Angeles area. Lived there for uh, quite, quite a bit of my life. And about eight years ago, moved up to the Bay Area. Uh, I am a tech guy. I've been a tech guy through and through um, since I was about 16. And in the very early days, I had this passion for computers when I started to uh, pick up little programming languages. And we had a family friend who, um, he saw something in me that he, he just had, he saw the drive that I had to try something. And he saw that I had a little bit more of an analytical brain. And uh, he was one of my old scout masters. I'm an Eagle Scout with the, the Boy Scouts of America as well. So that was, was a big portion of my childhood, pretty much all of my childhood. Um, but my old scout master, he was a computer repair technician and he would drop off old computer parts in my family's house and say, see if Jimmy can put some stuff together, you know, it'll keep him busy and it'll keep him out of your hair, right? Uh, to my parents. And, um, I really picked up this passion for computers and that turned into a passion for programming and that turned into a passion for more and more and more. And that really led me to have this ambition to just create with technology, to, to see ways that I could use it that had not yet been done. And um, really that, that was the drive. It was the ability to know that I could create something out of nothing or something that had yet to exist. Um, and we're talking before everything was online. This was just writing code to make a program for fun on a computer that was on a disc um, or you know something like that. Uh, now, of course, with everything online, you can do so much more. And that was really the drive over the years. That's what got me so into technology and why I became so passionate about it. You know, um, for those of you, again, who don't know who Jim is, it's, it's obvious now his expertise uh, is in the tech space, uh, SEO, 
uh, all things tech are, are, is a passion for you. And one reason I'm super excited about this conversation is we're going to talk about marrying two of your passions, tech as well as giving and how you can combine the two to just have an unbelievably huge impact on this world, which something is something both you and your, your wife, Valerie, have definitely left an imprint on this world already in your short time on this planet. So let's just go right into it, Jim. This, this conversation is about giving. It's about leading with giving. I always say giving without wanting a damn thing in return. Being, uh, being the believer you are in doing good for others. What is your philosophy around giving? Well, it really started with uh, my, my upbringing in scouting, right? Uh, the, one of the pillars of the Boy Scouts of America is service to God and country. And God can be any God that you choose in a sense, but it's, it's that service to something higher than you and something beyond you, right? So I grew up with a majority of my childhood, not just going on hikes and tying knots. Like, yeah, we did all that stuff, but it was also service projects and it was also giving back to the local community and it was taking place in food drives and it was doing things that at the time may have not made a lot of sense as a young boy that just wanted to play with his friends or ride a bike, you know, but when I think back of all of the time that I spent in service, I realize how much that truly shaped me as a human. And, you know, over the years, um, uh, happily married for 11 years, uh, two beautiful daughters. We've lived between houses, between different parts of the country. Um, California, I should say. California's big enough. It feels like it's a country away. Um, what I realized is that over time, um, I, I really fell out of service. I, I, I sort of lost that desire. And for what it's worth, rightfully so. Like I was, was busy being a father, um, growing my passion, just trying to do things to, to take care of myself and my family. But I realized, uh, you know, a decent amount of years back that that was the thing that I truly was missing. And I, I gave myself that challenge, like I need to change something. I don't know what it is yet, but I've got to move back towards my passion for, for giving, for service to God, service to country, something that was so familiar to me yet it felt so far away. And then I just decided that it was time that I could just, I could decide that it was my way that I wanted to build. I thought, what better way to do that than to use what I know and apply it forward. So the very long story short is I read this really wonderful book. Uh, it was called The Promise of a Pencil by Adam Braun, who was the founder of the charity called Pencils of Promise, located out in New York City. And it was his story, how an average guy could make uh, an exponential impact in the world starting with just you know 25 bucks in a bank account to launch a charity and build a school in uh, Laos, the, the country of Laos. And it was such a captivating book where I found myself in that narrative where he grew up, you know, um, I'm not gonna say a privileged life, but he grew up fine just like I grew up fine. Um, my family didn't have an overwhelming amount of wealth, but we were happy, we had love, everything was great. And this man was able to follow his dream to try some things and he found his inspiration and he found this overwhelming joy in just pivoting towards service, something that he truly believed in. And education meant so much to my wife and I. I, I just, I fell in love with this book and um, I went to go check out their website 
and the website was broken and it had some, you know, security errors. Like it was a mess, right? I felt so bad for the guy because I'm like, he just poured his heart out, you know, top of the New York Times bestseller list. And uh, a bunch of people are probably trying to check out this website. They can't. So uh, a good friend of mine was a good friend of his, which is why I got the book recommendation. And I reached out and I was like, thank you. That book really changed me. It was, it was such a blessing to read that. I was like, their website sucks. Like, how can we fix this? <laughs> so I was like, can you connect me with them? And I'll just, I'll help them tune it up. You know, I, I wasn't looking for anything in return. I just wanted to pay it forward. And, you know, that long story short was they welcomed me with open arms. And I immediately, it clicked to me that my passion for technology could go to such a more broad purpose that when I'm able to teach or advise or help in a way that is my zone of genius and not worry about the rest, like great things can come out of it. And I now have seen the tangible impact that my efforts, big or small, have made directly with that nonprofit and what it's done in the world. And that was really, that's really my definition is in the applied effort of it. Um, it I, I started in it, I loved it, I fell away from it. And when I realized what I had lost, that's when it gave me the drive that I needed to get back to it. Well, and that's, there's so many things in what you just said that I want to unpack right now, because think about the time we're in. You and I are doing, actually doing this interview on May 12th, which many states are still in the middle of a lockdown, right? And we've got this coronavirus pandemic hitting us all and impacting us all. And now is a time when so many people forget about giving and they tend to just go within because they're almost in survival mode, right? So what, would, what advice would you give somebody right now who, who, who says, you know, Jim, I hear what you're saying, but I can't, you know, I'm, I'm just focused on myself right now. There's no way that I could be giving service to others. What would you say to somebody who, who might have that mindset right now? Well, first, I would, I would tell that person to honor what they're feeling because that's a very real feeling. And that, that is a basic instinct of humanity. But it's also an opportunity to take a moment as a flexion and understand that if you're missing something in your life, look at this as an opportunity, which is a way to fill up what might be missing, right? So the same thing that you have to put your own mask on before you help somebody else, you have to fill your cup before you can fold out of it. There, there's so many ways that somebody can start giving. Somebody once said it really well, and I can't remember who this was, but it was poised as you don't just need to give money if you want to give. Nonprofits and organizations and local communities, they will value your time, your talent, or and or your treasure because there's so many ways that you can give. For what it's worth, I didn't give one dollar to that organization, to Pencils of Promise, until you know years ago because they didn't want my money. They wanted my advice, they wanted my guidance, they wanted my support, they wanted me as an ambassador of the brand. They wanted to know that they could call on me to help them solve problems that they had where that was my specialty. Now, I am a very proud supporter of that organization now with all three, my time, my talent, and my treasure. And it lights me up to be able to see how much of a broader impact that can be made when you find ways that you can apply each of those or any of those. And that, that, would, be my, that would be my answer is just finding what feels good and starting there and know that it doesn't have to take anything out of your pocket or your purse. All it has to take is your ability to want to try. 
you know, I have to admit something to you. What you just said hit home for me because to me, in the past, when I would think of giving, I would immediately go to money, right? Oh, I gave this year. I wrote a check to these five. We typically do. Yeah, we typically do. And you forget about that doesn't necessarily mean dollar bills. It, it's, it's your time, your advice, your expertise that you, uh, you provided to Prenzels of Promise. And I want to go right there for a minute because, Jim, I have to tell you, being a friend of yours, one thing I admire about you is – the way you go about making connections, because I think there's a business lesson here people uh, might be overlooking, and that's the way you go about making connections by first figuring out how you can give to that individual, like you did with Pencils of Promise. What it, you reached out and said, hey, your website's a little out of date. I think I can help. What's your approach to that? Because I've, I've seen who you have started to surround yourself with, with the network you're creating, and it's absolutely unbelievable, but it starts from a place of giving, right? It does. Um, our very joint uh, mentor, Mr. Gary V, who we, we both love to follow, and um, maybe a little too much, <laughs> dare I say. Guilty as charged. I will say that there was a tweet that he put out years back, and I don't know if it was original, but I really don't care. And uh, I remember reading it, and it was one of those things that, like, once I see it, I can't unsee it, which is, you know, what would it feel like to give without expectation? Mm. And that may have not been an exact quote, but it's, it's what I remember and it's what I internalized and what I felt. And now I sort of, I balance that out with that feeling of being comfortable, being uncomfortable, right? So we met in a mastermind and we were both very uncomfortable the first day that we were all in there. Again, it's a new group of humans. You don't know who's there. You don't know what egos are there. You have no idea what income levels are there, what, um, what social status, you know, you're just, you're, you are, everybody's a fish out of their own water bowl. But the magic happens when you just start having conversations and you treat somebody like a human being. So I have gotten not only so much value in return from finding ways that I could just, you know, not offer advice without asking for it, but in, especially in rooms like that, having a conversation with somebody who you don't think you have any connection with is sometimes the most valuable conversations you could ever ask for. I remember in our mastermind, we had a breakout session and there was, there was this woman that was part of it. I won't mention her name at the moment, but the whole time, this was like the very last day, the very last session, we were finally in the same group. And there's something about it that I remember I, it didn't quite like, I didn't go after talking with her and I didn't avoid her. It just, it didn't feel like I had anything to offer her in value. It turns out that we both, even though we came from totally different worlds at totally different specialties, she was looking for the exact advice that I knew. And she gave me a piece of advice that shaped the way that I've done business ever since. And you just never know what that is, but it started by listening to the other person and say, you know what? I can help you with that. Or do you have any advice for me? Like, actually I do. I've been doing that exact thing for the last 10 years. You just never know. So getting comfortable being uncomfortable was a principle that, I have, I've really doubled down on in the last year and it's obviously scary in some ways, but when you realize that the magic comes out of giving without expectation, it's going to come back to you in some way. It will. Yeah. It, it I, just will, but yeah. not having to trust that it will is the magic. Just, just, think, just knowing that it's going to be there. 
I think what you just said can't be overlooked. And that's, especially in our, our society today where people want overnight success, they want quick wins. Um, look, look at the mastermind, for example. I've, I've heard so many people tell me they, they didn't join a certain mastermind or they didn't join a certain networking group, whatever that might be, purely because they did not know what they would get out of it. What, what, what would they get as a takeaway? And I think where people are missing the boat is it's not about what you're gonna take. Yes, you wanna learn, you wanna grow, but you've gotta go into those environments figuring out how you can give as much as you can take. And Absolutely. Because when you, when you give, people recognize the ability to let you be able to receive it in return, right? And that, that was a huge thing for me, right? You'll, you'll remember the first time that we had that mastermind, uh, one of the first exercises that they did was, uh, and I'll never forget this, but this is, a, this is emblematic of this, this point. The, the leader of that mastermind, she started off the first day, nobody knew anybody before we did hot seats or anything. Remember she said, put your hand up if you wanna have a transformational you know, change or something. And you know, my dumbass, I just rose my hand, right? <laughs> I was like the first one I had. And she's like, okay, you come on up. She didn't even know my name yet. So I come up and she's like, okay. So entrepreneurship is about being flexible and being you know, open for whatever happens. We're gonna role play. You are the owner of a Zumba studio and your dance instructor didn't show up and you've got a room full of people and you need to lead a Zumba class, go. And I was just like, What's Zumba? <laughs> what idea. <laughs> and I specifically remember, I, I can remember that I, clearly. Every single person in that room remembers my bald head with the mustache <laughs> attempting to dance and I'm sweating bullets. I have absolutely no idea what I signed up for. I'm like, I paid you people for this? Like, what is this? And the, the amazing thing about that was the act of being comfortable, being uncomfortable, that wasn't immediate, but... I was so much more open to receiving anything that anybody was willing to give me after that point. Like, I can't imagine what it would have been like if I didn't do that. Like she delivered on that promise. It was transferred. It was transformational for me. Um, and now every time we get back in the room, she always kicks off Zumba with me and it's kind of a, it's, you know, it's, it's the running joke, but now I'm Zumba gym. Um, <laughs> but with that, it, it, it's, it's establishing that, that layer where it's like, how can you receive something if you don't put yourself out there to receive it, you know? Yeah. And once, once that really clicked for me, it was something that I couldn't overlook. Well, and you know, I can tell you, I go back to my early sales careers, uh, career when I struggled heavily and I would tell you majority of the time I was focused on taking, right? What can I get out of this situation? And I think when you get to that point, whether you're in sales or just making having a good relationship with somebody, it comes down to, having up leveling the amount of giving you are providing and lowering your expectations because you know if you put good out in the world, karma, universe, whatever you wanna call it, always has your back and good things will come back to you tenfold. And so I tell advisors, sales representatives all the time, when you go to a sales situation, don't think about the result or the outcome, be, just be focused on helping that individual and if they don't do business with you it's okay because somebody else will that's right that's and, right and uh, a beautiful thing that um our mentor chris uh harder also mentioned is it's okay if they're not working with you or you don't receive it because what you're doing is you're actually excelling and you're leveling up and you're making space for somebody else to come up in their career 
And that was also a really beautiful mindset that I'd never considered. So if you never position yourself higher in a place to receive, right? You, you position yourself there, you're open to receive it and you do it from a place of true gratitude, then you, you're not making space for anybody else to move up. And those kind of things are like those little, little, little nuggets that give you that permission to be able to try something new, to be able to strive harder and to think about how you can truly get with that expectation. Well, and, and you and I have had this conversation before about how one thing this virus and the lockdown, the pandemic has created is it's leveled the playing field. And I truly believe you are closer to making connections today that you might've been out of your reach just six months ago. And I feel like the world has gotten even smaller now due to this virus. And so this is your chance to make those connections you might not have been able to make a few months ago, but, but you have to always start with how can I give first? How can I help that individual I want to make a connection with? So here's where I want to go, Jim. Now, this, this, let's get a little serious for a second. People are listening in, they're going, great, Jim loves giving. He has that giving mindset. He has an abundant mindset that's awesome. And to be on my podcast, you have to have an abundance mindset. So you were clearly, clearly somebody I wanted on here. Glad to know I checked the box, thanks. But <laughs> let the audience know how much you have backed up your talk. You've raised what, over $15 million for certain causes? For various mm -hmm. causes? Over about the last eight or so years. Uh, I've been part of that much wealth coming into nonprofits. That's correct. That is unbelievable. And so I want to go back then, with that being said, number one, Jim, you are, to me, a beacon of somebody who, who is about getting behind causes. You've brought up Pencils of Promise before or several times in, in the past few minutes. Recently, you and your wife, Val, had a, a very special honor. And every year, Pencils of Promises, Pencils of Promise builds a school in a, in a, in a mainly a third world country. M multiple. Multiple, multiple third world countries. And based on those who have given, those who have donated their time, their money, their advice, those schools are named after certain individuals. And you, you and Val just had uh, a few months back an unbelievable honor uh, bestowed upon you by Pencils of Promise. Would you mind sharing? And how, no. how did that make you feel? Yeah, no, I, I don't mind sharing at all. Um, so Pencils of Promise has built over 500 schools in the countries of Guatemala, Laos, and Ghana. And when I read that book years back, I thought, how great would it be to dedicate my family's name on a school to, um, to, you know, for it to be in perpetuity, for it to be something that I know is, is forever giving back, you know, something that will outlive me, something that will outlive my family's name. And I didn't quite know how to do that. And I knew that at the time it would take 25, 35, maybe even 50 grand to actually accomplish that. Well, at the time I wasn't the kind of guy who could just pick up my checkbook and make that, that kind of a right. But I said, well, again, not going into the money side, what kind of talent or what kind of time could I give to start that process moving? And that's what sort of kicked that, kicked that ball down the road. So over time, I continued to advise, I continued to offer my expertise. They started showing me how my work was truly affecting the organization, helping 
and not necessarily raise more money, but just raise better, better awareness and fix a lot of these problems that they needed fixed. So my campaign was to use technology to truly help others, to, to make a bigger impact and to allow for exponential growth, whatever that is for others. And the 15 million came over the course of multiple startups that either I co-founded or I was part of. It came with running technology for galas. It came with my, my last startup, which I did co-found, which alone raised over 5 million for about 26,000 nonprofits over the duration of my being there. Um, and then in addition to that, there was a really beautiful uh, cryptocurrency multimillionaire who was uh, doing a fundraising event where they were giving out Bitcoin, a cryptocurrency, to um, multiple nonprofits. And I was part of that campaign to help distribute millions of dollars at a time through the, the course of cryptocurrency. So over all of these events, it was an ability for me to use technology in my specialty and, and give forward. Well, as a as a give, again, the whole giving without expectation thing, this is proof, is I offered to help that person who was very anonymous because I just wanted to be part of the campaign. I wanted to help. In the end, after all the money had you know, gone through and you know, I was vibing high and everything, this person offered to make a quarter million dollar donation in my name to any charity of my choice. And that could have been my opportunity to say, finally, I'm getting my school. But because I got so involved with char charities and I understood the value of what's called unrestricted funding, meaning it's what puts gas in trucks to get people around. It's what puts somebody on an airplane to get them to a country so they can make their impact. It's what actually pays a salary. When I realized the power that that money could have more than just being a sign on a wall, I, I decided after some, some advising that I wanted to make that money unrestricted. And that made such a difference for the nonprofit that in a, an amazing turn of events, um, right before the gala last year, in front of the founder who wrote the book, in front of the board of advisors, in front of uh, Chris and Lori, our dear friends, who also, uh, you know, Zuma Jim, that Lori, um, in front of all of these wonderful people, they announced to my wife and I that they were going to grant a school in our name uh, because we didn't have to write a check for it. And it was, it was about the fact that we were these super advocates that we were trying to broaden the mission that we had more than earned it. So it's not as much about being able to pick up your checkbook and write a check. It's about starting with something. And you never know where that's going to go. But again, when I say I guarantee it'll come back, I guarantee it'll come back. And if you're watching the video, this is the plaque that my wife surprised me on my birthday, which shows our name. And this is hanging on the side of, uh, of a wall in a school in Ghana. And one of these years when the borders open again and uh, we can all travel again, I can't wait to actually go and touch it and take a picture with it. But it is what I set out to do. And I didn't know how long it would take. And the beautiful thing is we talk about long game, but the fact is long game doesn't have to take that long. Mm -hmm. You just have to trust the process and you have to keep showing up. And that is the most exciting thing that I loved about it is now our mission is to build a school with the organization in every country. And I don't know how I'm going to do it, yep. but we're going to do it. And that's the exciting part. You are, a, you are a shining example of something I preach, my man, and that's consistency, persistency, and patience. And when you set an intention of something and you just go about making it happen, good things happen. And so, man, there's nobody 
you and your wife, there's no one else who, who is more, uh, what do I want to say, more deserving of that nomination. So con from, from myself, my heart, congratulations. That, that was absolutely phenomenal. So I appreciate it. And the day that I posted it on social, I know that you took your time to to reach out and tell me that. And I, I didn't forget that moment. No, and no. that was a really big tell of how much support I had. And for, for everybody listening, you may not think you have that kind of support, but you do. And again, the only way that you're going to be open to receive it is by putting yourself out there so people can give it to you. Because when I started posting that on social media that day, when I was vibing higher than ever with Val, I got more outpouring of love from people who never comment on anything, who never do anything. And I was just like, oh yeah, them. Like they still, they still are part of your narrative. They still are in your corner and they have your back. And those are the most wonderful moments when you can celebrate with all of these people who you realize really do back you up. And that's the kind of energy and the kind of grace I think that we need in times like this to remind us of things that really matter to us. So let's wrap it up. I know you got to get running here and you, you're, you're, you're a busy man. Let's wrap up with some tactical. I'm sure. somebody out there listening to this podcast, Jim. I know I need to be giving more. I don't know if it's money. Is it time? Is it my expertise? What advice would you give somebody who knows they want to give more, but doesn't know where to start? I would say, Start with bite-sized chunks. Uh, you can't eat a whole watermelon in one bite. You, you've got to break it down. And it's not as enjoyable by trying to eat it all at once, right? So ask yourself what your zone of genius is. Uh, first of all, if you can afford it and you are looking to make a monetary donation, I mean, money, money moves things, right? So you can find something that matters to you and you can help them and it will go to the right place. But the more gratifying way is to find something that truly matters to you mm. and find the need. And the, the fun is in the path, right? Yep. So when, when we found Pencils of Promise through, through that book, we realized this is an opportunity for us to embrace our love as a family of education. And now it's not just, we have to get on a phone call. We have to do this thing. We, it's we want to. We, we want to be part of it. We want to shape the narrative. We want to influence the decisions because we are aligned with it. So I think it's really you find your alignment and then you get really fired up that you have the opportunity to actually make a difference. And you just start. You, you, what you said, just, it's something you said to me months ago that is still, still stuck in my head. And that is, if you're going to give, whether again, it's donating money or time, make sure it's something you're passionate about, something your, your energy is behind. Because I admit in the past, I was guilty of cutting a check uh, to an organization, to a nonprofit, just to say I cut a check. But was I really emotionally tied to what their mission was? Probably not. And so thank you for saying that. Thank you, especially for those that are listening. I'm sure I got a big benefit out of that because I know that's something that I used to be very guilty of. All right. Last but certainly not least. We really haven't spent a lot of time talking about what you do today. So people listening go, man, I love this Jim Carter guy. What does he do for a living? How do I work with this guy? Why don't you take a few <laughs> minutes here before we, we wrap this up and tell the listeners about what your, your company's doing today and how you are helping entrepreneurs and small businesses who are looking to grow by giving. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. Thank you. I, part of me wants to say, what don't I do? But that's, 
that's also me growing as a human too and trying to really find those key things that I love and that make the biggest difference. So uh, one of the things I love the most is just working one-on-one -on -one with people. So I like to say that I help experts, entrepreneurs, influencers, you know, just be unblocked with technology so they can keep doing what they love to do. But that's not just like my personal why is to help others who help others, right? So just encouraging that forward momentum. So um, I have a couple of different agencies. Um, my agency specifically is helping right now podcasters with their SEO. It's one of my specialties and I built an amazing team that specifically will with very much intention just really try to help podcasters break out of kind of the the normalcy which is you know the the overwhelm of of audio and and content that is out there right now so that's one of the ways that i love helping others right now is if you have a podcast and you're still growing um feel free to shoot me, shoot me a message and i'll let you know what we might be able to do for you um as well um started a marketing agency um, with with some some friends and we're we're currently helping people kind of jump on top of new technology trends to really really help their business uh, so right now we're really doubling down on text message marketing so if you're interested on that um, I'd absolutely love to talk to you about that and um, possibly get you into new audiences that you haven't used before again I just love using technology to help others so trying to find exciting ways to do things that are a little bit more long game, a little bit more uh, scalable and have some fun along the way. Um, and ultimately just, I love having conversations. So you can hit me up on social media. I love answering your tech questions. Right now, every Thursday morning, I'm going live on IG, just answering tech questions and having good conversations with people. And uh, kind of spoiler alert, I think I'm getting ready for a podcast, but I, I need to, uh, I need to get a little ready with a little more. I think you might know questions. somebody who could help uh, improve the SEO on your podcast. I think I think I'll be all right on <laughs> that side, but I got to start first. <laughs> well, and I think it's important, Jim. So if you didn't hear me say it earlier, his uh, Instagram handle is Cause Hacker. Um, so definitely make sure you take the time, go follow him. He's got great content on tech and SEO. But here's the deal. What I love about what you said from the business perspective is whether it's your agency that, that it helps enhance SEO or your marketing agency uh, with your partners. As an influencer, an entrepreneur, a small business right now, you have to step up and stand out. There is so much noise in every business today, every industry today, right? And so for me personally, that's why I've taken to podcasting, to my text community, to all the different ways you can create awareness and so what you're doing today is so needed because I think where even I fall short is, okay, it's great. I'm doing all that. I'm creating the awareness, but now I have to maximize it. It's one thing to say you're doing it. It's another thing to maximize how you're utilizing all this awareness strategically. And so if you're out there right now, you know, you know, you need to grow your brand, your message, your awareness, and you want to work with a team that number one knows what the hell they're doing. But number two, has a mind for giving and is always has a mind that's in the right place, do yourself a favor and reach out to Jim. I promise you, you are not going to be disappointed. So appreciate you, man. Thank you. I hope you guys were taking notes. Hey, especially in the moment we are in, this is 2020. A lot is being talked about fear, anxiety, contracting versus expansion. But Jim hit it on the head. If you want to grow right now, whether it's your revenue, your brand, just personally, it starts by giving. Always look to see what you can give. Don't have any expectations for anything in return. You do that, and I promise you, 
good things will happen. So with that being said, Jim, I just want to thank you again for your time. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me, brother. Love this conversation. And for those listeners out there, remember, when clarity and confidence collide, action happens. So go find that clarity, build the confidence you need so you can take the necessary actions. Until next time, take care.